This is your Niagara Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Patrick Burke and Sean DeLott, two top-tier realtors who happen to be from two different brokerages, from two different real estate teams, both focused on one thing, the Niagara real estate market. Let's get started. You typically start. Hey everybody, Sean DeLott here with the Davidson DeLott real estate team of Remax Niagara. Hello friends, Patrick Burke here with the B team at Magar Realty, also in Niagara. Welcome to episode number three of our podcast. It's a pleasure uh, doing this. We love it. And uh, if you haven't checked out the last one, we do apologize. There was a bit of a audio technical issue, but the content is dynamite. So if you haven't listened to it, it's a bit of background on myself and Sean, how we got into the business, some background on the business in general. I think some good insight if you're newer to the industry. And then also if you're just a real estate um, sort of spectator, it's it's a bit of a behind the scenes, I guess you can call it. Eh? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go check it out. And Ignore the the less than stellar audio. Not like today. We have the velvet sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So today, big day. We have a guest. Our first guest. It's our friend Nick Murka. Nick, welcome. So Nick brings with him a, a whole basket of different uh, background, interesting background tidbits. Uh, Nick's a former realtor. Um, Nick's dad's. How long's your dad been a realtor? Since I was a fetus. Since houses? Yeah. No, no. Like <laughs> basically, he's like, I think, uh, like I was, I was in the oven. Yeah. And he's like, I need to get a, a job that pays pays half decent, and yeah. and went for it. So. And you were mm-hmm. born when? It, 1985. So that was right after the. Wasn't the market really weird in the early 80s? Right. He he's seen it all. Yeah. Like yeah. he's seen high interest rates, inflections. Like he's yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Sean and I, we both got kids, and I, I think being the, the the child of a full-time realtor, you have you gain a lot of insight as a kid, right? Like oh. my my son will make fun of me and talk about days on market and 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 seller objections and all this stuff, and he he can he can do realtor talk. So mm-hmm. you've been around the industry forever. Oh, totally. And I I remember it going to showings. My dad and mom being like, we got to show this, this couple. Yeah. And so like, here I am like just either waiting in the car when you are allowed to leave your kids in the car for a while. Yeah. Um, or like putting, switching the sign. I always like doing that. Yeah. So I was always like the unpaid assistant, child labor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I can, to this day, if I say to my kids, guys, I just have to stop and swing by a house. Like I get ribbed for it. Oh. And I've been doing it to them since they were in a, in a child seat. But back then they couldn't do anything because they were strapped in, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my kids have no inclination to get into the real estate business as much as I try many, many a times to encourage it. Do you? Uh, I do. I do. But, you know, she's 11 and uh, she's not there yet. <laughs> So, but I, I get the same thing too. I just got to stop at this house real quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, daddy, why? You know, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, but it, it's nice that we have a career. We can actually do that as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So. Oh yeah. You could, you could be at the games and network at the games. So it's kind of, it, it works. You, you can. Hey, kids are a great tool to help us, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kid, yeah. parents at schools. There you it's go. A, great for referrals and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> 
So when, when when realtors sort of break out their business strategy on the big whiteboard <laughs> and they have their like sources of business revenue streams, yeah. you got kids as one of your columns. I do. I love mm-hmm. it. I well, do. I had uh, I, my dad always coached my baseball team and awesome dad move. But him and his buddies, uh, Bob Martins and uh, Dale Barry, who were all at Remax Garden oh, City yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah, got yeah. in. Yeah. So we would ha- our baseball team would have Remax Garden City on yes. there, and you have three realtors who are all like coaching the team yeah. but also uh definitely wearing their sweaters uh th- that had remax all over it so. well watch out for Merrittville season 2022 because i believe uh our logo is going to be on the back of a car going around Merrittville speedway Sweet. nice uh, whatever i'm not sure what league that's considered um but yeah so we're pretty excited so the reason we have nick on today <laughs> as much as uh all the 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 growing up as a as the child of a realtor is an interesting tale um Nick went just through well the official title of this podcast is uh if there's orchestra music if I can put it in right now cue uh a buyer's epic journey in a historic seller's market something like that there right? you go that's yeah. good like, like I see mountains I see like the sun time lapse thing you cresting a hill yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff very yellow so stone. so Nick Nick uh, just went through the journey from, hey, think we should move. All of a sudden, we have three kids. We're a bit over uh, stuffed into our house. We need office space. Um, went from that process two years ago, mm-hmm. 2020, the whole journey. Well, the conversation might have started before that. So went through the whole journey and through, again, I, I use, you know, historic. It was an epic. It was an unprecedented, to some extent, seller's market that we've gone through. So he just went through that whole process Um Figuring out what you want to do, the buyer, the mortgage qualification stuff, the what do we want to buy, going looking at houses, and then all of a sudden there's 18 offers on a place, and so we wanted to go through that journey and, and what the experience was like, what worked, what didn't work, frustration points, what mm-hmm. drove you crazy, what you appreciated, um, how many offers you made, things you would do differently, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so bring us back to the very beginning of the process. So this is some point in 2020. Yeah. So beginning, I mean, we, we kind of knew the shape of our family and that I think uh, really kind of plays an impact. Like we, we love where we live. We're north of Lakeshore right now. Uh, three kids, three plus one bedroom bungalow. And there's just like that, that feeling like you just want a little bit more space, which I think everybody was feeling as soon as like, you know, yeah. March 2020 hit. Everyone's like, hey, do you, do you feel like we're we're on top of each other? So we were thinking about that, kind of dreaming about that, but also not really like feeling the pressure to move because we love where we were. And we yep. could we could easily have stayed there for another good, good round. But I was thinking like when our kids turn into teenagers, it's going to get tight. It's going to get tight. And, uh, you know, and then we're going to start having to modify. Also, you know, you have three kids, three bikes, three, you know, scooters, three everything. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I want a little bit more storage space. You know, you want a pool, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we kind of just saw a house over on Westgate Park. And that's kind of what sparked it all. It was like this one home. Oh, it's in the same school district. My kids love their school. They love their friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, let's check it out. And so we did. And we we checked it out at noon on a Sunday. Offers had to be in at two that same day. And, oh. 
and so that was our introduction like my dad's yeah. like so we saw it and Kristen and i my wife Kristen, we were like oh you know i think we should i think this this could be good and my dad's like so you got eight minutes just so you know <laughs> like in, in my dad and i talk about the market but yeah. i wasn't really aware of like how quick that those things were happening and so yeah. we're like uh okay and i remember my in-laws were watching our kids we come home we just saw the showing we both like it and not only do we have to like make a decision on whether or not we're gonna put an offer in on this home it was like it was like we had an hour and so yeah. like you know when you're like you have to really make a big decision but like people are also being like so i'm, I'm a little hungry like do you think you want yeah. a mediterranean pizza you want canadian and you're like ah i don't care don't know whatever yeah. so we threw in an offer that day and as soon as we did i i, I kind of had almost regret like almost instantly i was like oh no i don't know if i want this house wow. uh which was funny and we yeah. didn't get it yeah um, we even threw an offer over list no conditions i was like wow we really committed fast to this thing yeah and uh we didn't get it thankfully uh and but that really spawned chris and i starting to be like okay well why did we want this home what mm -hmm. were we looking for and we started going through that whole list of you know and then so nick yeah. you guys went and saw that house and you guys jumped right into the market then oh yeah like it was the first kind of viewing you guys had mm -hmm. you jumped right in the market so that was in 2020 was it spring like probably july or july August. okay so that was we got out of all the lockdowns mm -hmm. uh kids were not really allowed into viewings at that time mm -hmm. so you'd see houses just you and your wife and and your dad it was representing you as your agent yep and uh you got thrown right into the fire right into the fire. that was the plastic glove market we were putting on gloves yeah. to show homes. It was weird. It, it was, was weird. It was historical. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it was. Historical. But that was that was the spring market of 2020. What when you guys started? That yes. was February, March, April was July, August, July, August, September. Because June was still waking up even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, you you were out there when there was lineups and and uh, and it was so counterintuitive too, right? Like like during a pandemic, we had some of the biggest volume. Some of the biggest volume happened during lockdowns. Yeah. And which, again, counterintuitive, like who would have thought, right? So you were out there on the trail with, you probably, your expectation, I, I'm guessing, was was surprise? Were you, were you a bit surprised to see the, the activity? I mean, I, at first, but the, it all made, made sense to me. Like everybody was stuck in their house. People started yeah. working from home. And, and so basically that weekend, I, I went to Chris, I'm like, we may want to move because I don't know what the future is going to look like for a lot of society. Mm -hmm. I, I, at that time, uh, there was murmurings of a lot of businesses. We, we bumped into someone from Etobicoke. Mm -hmm. So we were, we were over at hometown ice cream with the kids Nice. and this young couple comes and they're, they're, they're asking me like, Hey, so do you live nearby? And I'm like, yeah. And I go, where are you guys from? They're like Etobicoke. Like we work for a bank. We can't say what, but we just heard, um, our headquarters is, is, is closing officially. Yeah. And we're all work from work from home now. Yeah. So they're like, so we're thinking about moving like either St. Catharines or Stony Creek. Mm -hmm. So we got in a conversation, but that was like the same time, June, yeah. July, August. So yeah. I was like, Oh, and they're like, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of employees are now work yeah. from home. We live in Etobicoke. We can sell our 700 square foot condo, move down here, have mm -hmm. a nice lot. Mm -hmm. you know basement all that stuff and so it, it i was like ooh, it amazed me how quick that happened too. yeah especially in the white collar financial industry which is you know they always hedge and cut and and 
and make decisions based on risk and everything else. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, I, I had all kinds of quote unquote, like people in the finance and one couple, both of them were in that mm-hmm. and they were boom, they were down here, they moved to Fawn Hill and uh, permanent work from home. And yeah. so all of a sudden before we'd have people say, it'd be really nice if we could have a home office. It'd be really nice if we could have, all of a sudden it was like, we can't buy the house unless we have a minimum four bedrooms and two offices. Yeah. And, and that, that became as important. And, and I agree. And I think that was the first wave during uh, the pandemic. As soon as we got out of those lockdowns was that people wanted to instantly change their lives. They, yeah. They, yeah. they were cooped up Boom. this, this weird yeah. an- anomaly, a pandemic, like what's going on in the world, yeah. the cram cities, people want to escape from that. And I think that was kind of the first wave. And then the interest rates just kept low yeah. yeah and everyone just started yeah the overnight sw- went from 1.75 to 0.25 okay mm-hmm. so you did that offer and and then uh so you you're you're on the trail you know what you're looking for you guys yeah. are on the hunt mm-hmm. you're actively looking at houses you're scouring realtor.ca to to an extent uh yeah so or my, you're on the you're, you're on the hunt though. we're basically on like yeah. i you i left real estate like maybe six years ago but you never really leave it you're always kind of interested like if, if a it's friend like herpes. yeah it, <laughs> well not particularly the interest but all, it never really leaves you yeah all my friends <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was that was uh, one of your better analogies buddy there we go <laughs> Way to go. Sorry. Um, no, but like when my friends are like thinking of listing or buying a home, like there's insight that I, and I'm in, interested. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So we were, we were, we were looking, but at that point I, I kind of, it, it, Chris and I had real conversations of, I think that there's something really big shifting here. So that mm-hmm. was like summer 2020. Yeah. And I thought there's a permanency to, people working from home, you saw a lot of amazing local businesses, not close, but close their brick and mortar. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're all going to work from home. And and then you have uh, finance, like a whole a big bank in, in Etobicoke area is like, we're shutting down shop. We're going to do this. So I was like, mm-hmm. we don't, we didn't really want to move at this time. Like we were homebodies. We loved our home. It's all set up. It's like, I just needed to do one thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I was like, if the right home came, for the next, you know, couple decades, let's move, let's do it. And then all of a sudden it became a, almost like, Ooh, we may want to do this soon Mm because the the housing market is just Mm -hmm. continuously crazy. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. So, so we got into, uh, we got into, did you do any other offers in 2020? Oh yeah. 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 So the craziest thing. So we, we were bouncing numbers and, uh, and so we did that one on Westgate park. And then two weeks later, Kristen booked this house on Portmaster in Port Luzi. Yeah. Beautiful two-story, four-bedroom. It had one of the most epic Muskoka-like sunrooms. Like you're talking five skylights, two fans, seasonal windows that you can take off with the screen doors. It just it it, it you're in that room and you, you could just taste the coffee. Sounds yeah. like uh, a home still strikes the core with you. From oh, your yeah. yeah. This was the, is this the, is one, the one that, that got, got away. away. Okay. This is of the, we put yeah. in 14 offers. This was offer number two. two and it's the one that, that got was away. the one that we, we kept talking about. Okay. We love the area. It was like a two minute stumble to one of my best friends, like right across main street in port. Like, this is a, this was a Fenora listing, right? Kate Fenora. So yeah. And so know, I'm not saying anything, Kate. I'm not saying anything. And no, you know where we're at is good. Um, but yeah, that was one where we learned. So it was it was higher than what I even wanted to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the home that when I was walking through, I especially that sunroom uh, in Ground Pool, private backyard. I was like, 
oh, I want to give my family this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had yeah. that moment. I, I, I normally like pretty much like, you know, be content, be grateful with what you have and everything. But that was the moment where I'm like, oh, this is there's something special here. This, this feels special. And uh, so my wife and I, we put in an offer. And at the time, we weren't really accustomed to the multiple offer thing. I think we came in second and I think we only like lost out by about 15 oh. grand or something. Um, you know, and Kate, Kate almost seemed heartbroken. Tara, Tara Flynn was the, uh, the, the winning one, the winning one. Oh, and, and so smart. I still, I still look at uh, Tara sometimes. I'm like, Hey Tara, uh, no, no, she's awesome. She's fantastic. She she's fantastic. Um, no, <laughs> That's funny. my wife hey. and I bumped, my wife and I bumped into her. Our kids go to the same school. Oh, no. I'm like, Oh, Chris, and this is Tara. You see her in the bowl commercials that we did. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, she's also the one who, uh, sold stole our house. <laughs> and you just see the look like, Oh, and then she's like, well, you'll find one. I'm like, two years later. Um, <laughs> great. No, nah, it's all, all good things, right? And that would have been uprooting our kids. So those are sure. real conversations too. Like we we loved our neighbors. We love our neighborhood. Our kids love our their school, their everything. So, so yeah. question well, for you though. Mm-hmm. You're you're choosing to buy a house in this crazy market. But, yeah. but not only that, you're not just a buyer. You're also a seller. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an important point to make. Absolutely, that, that because because uh, you know if 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 you're just selling a home, easy peasy. If you're buying, well, it's the same battle. But there is an area, and especially to uh, Nick, when you have a house to sell, and you're buying these houses, and the challenge is, you're multiple offering. You don't know what you have to pay for the house, but you don't a hundred percent know what you're going to get for your house either. Mm-hmm right so therefore when you're offering on these houses you gotta be somewhat cautious because you don't want to overextend yourself just in case you don't get that dollar so i I feel for you through this whole process um you know and but commend i commend you you were very patient Mm -hmm. you didn't you know you, you you kind of probably picked your spots you figured out what you were looking for you didn't go and see every house and and not only that, over the two years, you got accustomed to the whole process. So yeah. it's like, hey, offers are Tuesday. Honey, let's go see it Saturday. Then we can marinate on it, kind of figure out what we got to do, just like kind of everyone else. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's challenging. So you offered on Portmaster. It's the one that got away. Yeah. I'm sure there was others where you're like, through numbers, hey, if I get it at this number, I'm happy. If someone goes over that, well, they're crazy. And congratulations, you can have the house. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. There was a lot of those, too, where it's like we put in our best. We felt good. But you still have that like, okay, so we're we could be overextending ourselves. This is how we're going about it. Uh, but every offer that we put in, we don't feel like we regret not going higher for the exception of Portmaster. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. like there were once where, where the... Uh, I remember the one the agent told my dad, like, uh, your guys came in second um, and, and uh, the other offer was just too good. And it was, I think it was 80 or 90,000 over ours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I told Chris, I'm like, at least feel confident. We're not, we're never going to be that buyer. Yeah. Because the market could swing in a month and then it's not w- worth what that was. And so... Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there mm-hmm. because as you're doing this through two years of doing this, you see that there was 
heightened parts of the market, Mm -hmm. but then there was also points of kind of mild balancing as well through, you started in 2020, then you had 2021, which had some balancing in the summer and different things like that. So as a buyer, did you start finding the market very confusing? Um, You you needed your finger on the pulse. Um, and I, I, I'm like, I have experience in real estate. My dad is a realtor. I'm friends with realtors. Like this is a thing, but I, if I was getting into this market and I didn't have that guidance or experience, I would be lost. And, and that is where, um, even from a local standpoint, this is where I'm going to promote local Niagara realtors. Um, but it, it really is like I saw, we saw homes that look great in the worst neighborhoods going crazy high. And you look at the, you look at who's the representing the buyer and you're like, Mrs. Sog agent. Yeah. You're like, yeah, the home is good, but do you know yeah. where you're buying? Yeah. Um, so having your finger on the pulse was so important and like it would swing. And so I like I commend you guys for what you're doing here with this podcast because you, like Sally McGovern, Remax, like it's it, it, if you're as a community not talking about what's happening, what happened with that listing, how'd your offer situation go, what's hot, like um, you guys are connecting in a way that kind of keeps everybody in the know, and you're yeah. helping the market, which helps your buyers, helps your sellers, and and yeah, we needed to constantly be paying attention but like when we were so when we first started um we were thinking our house would would be listed around 599 okay yeah 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 yeah, fair enough and now we listed at 899 in a two-year journey we were looking at homes at like you know 699 799 at the end we were like looking at homes that were 999 to like 1.1 like it it the market shifted in, in two the, years. Yeah, the market you're you're a, a three to five hundred thousand dollar shift. Insane. Yeah. That's how do you? How that's do you crazy. Do that? we, we've never experienced that. All three of us. Your dad being in real yeah. estate for as long as he has. Pat and I. You being it. It's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So did you ever feel like giving up through this process? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because because fourteen offers, roughly means you probably saw 50 60 houses uh, you know what we we were we got to a point where we knew what yeah. we wanted and didn't want like yeah. when we were looking like by the, like but over two years that yeah like that that's it that's sort of a hum always running in the background yeah right? i don't even think there was 50 houses over that mm. two years still no. for him to go see he knew your area yeah. i, I kind of know where you're at you you were specific yeah, but over you two went years out, but over two years yeah i don't know i i would so, probably wager that we probably saw 25 okay. like okay. i really yeah. think that by the time because i i looked at the schematics basically i looked at the room sizes i looked at yeah. the area like we didn't go unless we were already like yeah. thinking about putting in the offer and you know uh, what t- what style of house you want because yeah we all have some buyers that they'll look at anything yeah and until they see four back splits or whatever do they yeah, realize you don't want they, it. They don't. i i got a question for you so Nick. let's go back to your question though is that the at what was there a point that you were like you you got home from work or Kristen got home from work and you're like you know what, let's just stay here. I can't well, do this anymore. Well, and even to add to that, yeah. Did you ever say you know what this is absolutely crazy where these house prices are going? Yeah. We could put an addition onto our right, house right, right. for 
you know, before that was never an option here yeah. in Niagara, but now we had a bunch of clients. These prices, mm-hmm. and, and myself as well. Yeah, I yeah. said, guys, don't move. Just spend sixty thousand dollars in that addition. Was that ever an option? Uh, that was a real conversation. Okay. Um, yeah. my, my wife and I, like when we would put in an offer, we would have big conversations. Are we excited about this? If it any, it, like we put in a couple offers in Font Hill, love mm-hmm. Font Hill. Absolutely. Um, but those, the first couple on those was like, are we sure we want to move to Font Hill? Like, yeah. like we were taking our kids to parks there. We would, it's we would deal, yeah. check it out and, and we loved it. Like we have friends out there that I'm like, this could be really cool. Um, and I feel like it would be a very hard move to stomach. And then two years in, we'd be like, we'd find a community and we'd feel really good there. Um, but when you didn't get some of the homes that you really liked, like there's, there's a handful that was like, Oh, like it does. It, it stings. Was, it it's, stung. And it took, how, how long would you say it took to get over it? A day, a couple days or a week? or oh, or did another house come up and you're just like okay let's just keep on going so it, it fluctuated between my wife and i like sometimes it was like she it, liked it one more than you or a little like, bit we we are usually on the same page with a lot of things with this so like i feel like we when we both really liked a home both of us were on on that home and so it, we both like just kind of look at each other at the dinner table and be like mm, okay but um the yeah, so we we did have moments where, uh, especially um, Kristen had a couple moments where she was like, uh, like, I don't know if we can afford this market because we come in. We like there's one home that we did. You ever out. disagree on offer prices, uh, or did you both come to the decision and 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 formulate it? Because because sometimes if you liked one more, you're like, mm-hmm. no, well, let's just go twenty extra more. Or did you have an actual? like science to it where you're you knew kind of what you were going to look at for the value of your home and you just kind of kept it so so i was we were always playing with margins but not knowing what would sell for and not knowing what ours would sell for always was like this six-figure gamble challenge yeah it's a challenge it it was tough yeah so so we did have moments where like oh we really liked him but there was always for a price we normally kind of landed around the same spots um and we and we trust each other yeah uh so that was that was really helpful um a lot of the times we would do this there was a couple times we're like oh like we want to give more but even even then it was like ah, i don't know if it, it do we do we and yeah. and so um yeah and and i was more of the mindset of i like being a very present father and so making sure that we weren't house poor is very huge for me i wanted to be able to take my kids camping did you keep your kids involved through the whole process because covid's a little different and they couldn't come to the showing so they weren't totally involved like previous family things but did you kind of say hey mom and dad are gonna go see a house today and you know it's kind of thing Yeah, yeah we would let them know and uh i mean they're my daughters were just like, does it have a pool? And if it has a pool, there is good. The one on <laughs> yeah. Fort Master, the picture had a pl- pink flamingo, and oh, I still owe my daughters a pink flamingo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. So that that now that because our new house does have a pool, so uh, and they're expecting that. Uh, and and I think it's fun. Sure. But so we would we would share with them, and I don't think they really uh got it, yay or nay. Uh, th- my oldest is seven, and so her. Her concern was always like she really loves her friends um, and at, at school like my, my youngest does, too, but she doesn't have as much of a How old is your oldest seven. So she's in grade two. OK, so she's got that connection yeah. more and doesn't want to miss them. And then how old yeah. is your youngest? Uh, my youngest is three. Oh, so that so he's, he's, he's got he's easy peasy. He's easy he can peasy. Fix but and meet. He's like 
Amelia for me. She my, can go anywhere and yeah. just fit right in. So. My my daughters, they have good friends. They love them. They love where they're at. And so like if we if we were moving from the school district, it was a big conversation. Mm-hmm. Are we happy doing what was the school like there? Where are we going to be? Um, but they, the kids felt they they were they were okay. I mean, I think it was more us. Like we would feel the disappointment. So yeah, we we had moments where uh, we'd be outside with the measuring tape, being like, okay, so if we put a garage here, or what if we do it over here? And like, we were just trying to adju- adjust the house. Um, and and also we we again we loved our our street, yeah. our neighbors, you, the walk to the lake. It was fantastic. fantastic. So with the kids thing, um, because I know. Or I always I try to caution people um, when they bring their kids because, you know, if you don't get the house, the kids get excited mm-hmm. and then they get let down. We're going to see another house. The kids get excited. And I always like I don't know if I would bring my kids. Mind you, mine are older. And yeah. it, it, and with age comes more expectations. They want two flamingos. By the way, <laughs> on our Instagram account, I don't know if you saw it like three years ago. I had it. We had a unicorn uh, floaty in our pool. Oh, yeah. And it got a hole in it. So I started a whole Instagram highlight series of like the life and, and of of this uh, of this <laughs> unicorn floaty, complete with music. Like you're you're a director. Like there was some director chops. I think I expressed. I in gotta this. watch this. So yeah, it's it's but but uh, so were you physically bringing your kids to the showings? No, no. no. First of all, we yeah. weren't allowed. Yeah, right. But even just in the van and and all that sort of. There was a couple where we did where it's yeah. like this. Like there was a couple where it's like. The homes listed Friday offers are being looked at Sunday. We can't find sitters, especially in the height of those lockdowns and stuff. It's yep. just like so. And thankfully, we had my dad there. So we would like be. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, I'd go in. Kristen would stay out with the kids. And like he was. So he was question for you, though. Yeah. Sometimes at the height of it, you were you guys were only allowed 15 minutes in the house. Yeah. yeah. And, and you guys are making decisions. Mm-hmm. No inspections, no financing, mm-hmm. 15 minutes to look at this house. Yeah. And like you said, the first time you went and saw the first one that started this whole journey, you literally had two hours to from, make from the beginning of the appointment. Yeah, that's a t- 12 to one. And then yeah. you got to have your offers like so yeah. offers were already being registered as you're going through the house. Yeah, yeah. The, that agent was very gracious to my dad. My dad's like, my, my kids just went through it. It's one thirty. Uh, when's your presentation? Can, yeah. You can we'll register now, but we might be like getting in as yeah. soon as you get it. Yeah. So actually, that brings up another, yeah, another question now. I think I know. Where OK, you're going. so. You're a buyer. You've been out there. You've experienced this market actually through about two years of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, as being a realtor in this business for 20 years, uh, Nick, I'm going to say I'm I'm not always happy with the behavior that this market has caused, yeah. um, how agents deal with the multiple offer situations. There's just, we'll just call it be behavior that is disliked Mm -hmm. just bad behavior there's some bad behavior bad decisions bad decisions bad strategies just behind the back door kind of situation so you as a buyer putting in these offers the 14 offers this and that uh you know probably some of them you had really good experiences Mm -hmm. was there any that you kind of said to yourself "Ooh, that isn't the way it should have went not particularly with your offer, but maybe the way the process, the yeah. process. Like, yeah, did yeah. any agents reach out to you again to improve your offer? Uh, so we we actually got a kick at the can twice to come up and get the home. Yep. Um, because we were we always registered early, 
uh, we'd submit a letter early. The one time I really loved this home at Forest Hill, and uh, they didn't have a no bully thing at the time. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I hate the term bully offer because yeah. I would never preemptive. bully anybody. Preemptive, preemptive. Yeah. So, so we wrote a really nice letter. I, I loved that home. It was so cool, mm-hmm. funky. You would, you, it was so yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. vaulted ceiling. Hey, that was another one that got another away. one got away. Um, but they wanted us to come up sixty thousand wow. dollars from our top, and and they offered it to us thankfully. Um, and we felt very like gracious of yeah. that, but it was just like, oh, I just, I couldn't, and they're like, we need to know in the next 15 minutes. I'm like, I don't know if I can make that decision in 15 minutes. And we, so we just, we bowed out, uh, and I'm, I'm okay with that decision, um, for sure. But there were, there were times where I found like it, communication is the best thing you can do in this climate, uh, being a realtor on the buying or the selling end. Yeah. So um, some of the best realtors, good examples of, of what I saw was, uh, say, because a lot of these didn't have home inspections. So people would ask the same questions like, what's the age of the roof? How's the furnace? What's the condition mm. of the pool? Is there anything that we need to know? And the best, the, the best experiences yeah, like from the consumer realtors, perspective, from the consumer right? perspective yeah. is when I ask a question, but there's 20 other buyers looking at this home. So Sean would send out an email saying, hey, I'm pooling all the questions I had yep. and here are the answers. Give them to your buyers. Yeah. Yep. So now you're an educated buyer who doesn't get the education of the home inspection. Massive. Like every realtor who's listing should be doing that. There are a lot of agents who barely answered questions, mm-hmm. which is like so frustrating when you're like, Hey, I might put in an offer without a home inspection or financing. And I'm just asking a question about that, that leaky roof that, that I could see in the garage and they don't have an answer and they don't seek out the answer. And I'm like, like your job is to get the best price for your seller, but at the same time, educate the buyers, especially yeah. when uh, the buyers ha- our hands are tied sure. in their back. I agree with you hundred percent on mm-hmm. that, Nick. And, and it, it, I've been down that road myself where of course it's like, Hey, just give me the age of the roof, the furnace. And you want to make your offer. And the client's like, well, I need to know this information even before I make your offer. And then it's like 10 minutes till offer time. The agent's finally like, well, here you go. Here's the information. Yeah. It's like, and, 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 and half the time, like you're right, a lot of agents just won't even give it. A lot of agents won't even talk to you. It's just like, nope, send and, me your and offer. This goes back. Send me your offer because yeah. in their mind, they're, I don't care. Right. They're going to get the sale. Some guy right. is going to give me so much money and he hasn't asked me any questions. Right. And that's fine. I like fine. him better. <laughs> and and that, that's it. They're like, he's my yeah. horse. So all you other guys, just throw in what you think. And I don't care about your buyers. And that is upsetting because myself as a local realtor, I feel no matter what, my sign's on the lawn, I owe an obligation to the seller, Mm -hmm. but I also owe an obligation to the general public to help them make the best decision that they possibly can. And that's just continued service, which service in all industries I find in any business is floundering. I don't know if it's now a COVID thing or something like that, but just service is going out the window. This want it now, 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 is just taking things over and uh this this goes back to what we talked about on the instagram live this morning and if you didn't watch it it'll be on all of our social media channels from march 25th um where in a market when there's only option one or two for a buyer it's like there's only one restaurant on main street two restaurants on main street so if you're hungry you know that's what you're eating Uh, so uh, from the the leaky roof and the and the garage concept or or analogy or anecdote real story um there was an agent perspective not the good agents but there was some out there that would say 
you know what? This guy's asking a lot of questions. He sounds like trouble. Yeah. I like the guy that doesn't do anything. Sends me an offer eight minutes after we asked for it, and it's sixty grand more than everybody else. I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna say, "Hey, you saw the leaky roof. That was up to you." As opposed to, "Hey, here's the information we have. Yeah, it happens when this or blah, and we're just being transparent." But the difference is, is all of a sudden there's sixteen restaurants on Main Street, and the people say, "You know what? I don't have a good feeling with that agent, that house, that leaky attic." Let's go over that place. That seems sound. And they just sent us a frequently asked question summary or an upgrade summary yeah. or a fill in the blank here summary. And now as a buyer, I feel more I feel more comfortable. I'm going to sit down there and eat. Right. Are SBIS is still a thing? No. no. That's, that's the thing. Like, so SBIS is, uh, I was telling uh, my buddy about Seller them. Property Information, Information Statement. Spiss. Mm-hmm. But... How awesome is that? Because now as a buyer, especially buyers who have no power in the negotiation for the mm-hmm. most part, right? Like that's that's kind of how this market's gone. At least the buyer's educated. So yeah, we had a leak in the basement, but we got it remedied. Right now, like, like I had a friend who bought a house and uh, he's like, he saw it was like a block foundation. He's like, there's, there's going to be water here. But they went through their walkthrough during a rainfall yeah. and it wasn't. It wasn't like a, a, little, bit of drip. a little bit of dribble. It was yeah. like a pool. And so he he had to revisit it, right? Yeah. His realtor went to the, the buying or the selling uh, agent and was like, hey, uh, we knew that there may be water, but we didn't know there was a pool. Uh, and, and so they got like eight grand off to help rectify the problem. Oh, that's right? amazing they got great. that. That's amazing that they got that yeah, for sure. Totally. So. So you're, you're moving through this process from 2020 into 2021. And, and, you know, you, you've talked about this where the market has been in the seller's favor, but mm-hmm. there was times where sellers had full control. Like you said, they came back to you and just said, no, I want $60,000 more. That's what sellers could do. But through this process, I'm sure too, there was, you know, some balancing aspects, but which is kind of bringing to me to where you are today. Yes. So you saw these houses, you saw 25 houses offered on 14. Here we are, 2022. Oof. And January and February, right there. you got to see some of the highest, craziest sale prices. Yeah. But Nick, your journey started, like you said, my house will be listed at $599 and here it is at $899. But you continually muscled. Part of the reason though, because guess what? you had a house, yeah. it's all relative, oh, right? Uh, the big challenge I've always found in this market is the people who have to buy and sell. Yes, uh, I've noticed my best time for that has been the end of April into May, June and July because that's when it's a little more balanced and people who are buying and selling kind of know their values a little better. And I feel we're definitely going that direction right now. So. Let's talk a little bit. Do you mind saying the house you kind of purchased? Yeah, I don't mind. Nope. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we bought over on Mariners. Fantastic area. Love nice it. north end location. Mariners Court. I, I w- we went through an open house. Okay. And we'll Saved see. your dad some Sorry. time. Nice. Oh, no, Good oh, guy. Yeah, my, dad, my, dad, my dad's like, I want to see it. Oh, beautiful. Like, we were like, we, we want to put an offer. My did dad's what a like, Pat Burke and Sean DeLotte would do. Yeah. We show up with our clients anyways. Yeah. Because we'd be nervous, though. We don't want the listing agent to scoop our clients. Oh. <laughs> so that's why we show up. <laughs> from, from my, my dad was my dad was awesome throughout the whole process, especially with showing us. So he, he was always like, well, I get to hang out with you and Kristen. Yeah, it's all good. That's... But he was interested, right? Because for him, he's actually not just buying, like helping uh, random clients 
by a house, he's he. This is where he's gonna have Christmas dinner and things right, like right. that. So he's kind of like, you, you know. Anyway, uh, there's a couple that one that we had an in-law suite and we we're debating like, do you want to move? Yeah, in yeah. On so so <laughs> that one. Yeah. Anyway. Oh that boy, did boy. not happen. But but, okay. uh, but yeah. So we went through an open house on Mariners and. Uh, Everyone was uh, the neighborhood tire kickers, or maybe they were interested. I don't know. Um, but even the the realtor was the next door uh, neighbor. And my wife and I, I love that because my wife and I, we really just got to get a sense for the community there. And we're like, sure. oh, like, nice. Like, we really like this. We, yeah. we knew it was a nice street. But now it's like, oh, we already know three of the neighbors and they're all cool people. Oh, that helps. A that lot. really helps yep, a lot. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So so there's that. Uh, yeah. So we, we bought in the same school district. Um yeah, and you how and you competed how against how many offers? Us and one other person. So yeah, there, there you, you go, go, guys. This is 2022, where houses were selling for two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars over the asking price, and we talk about a balancing. And Nick, who has journeyed for two years, finally had an opportunity where he went against one other person. You got the house. Congratulations. Thank you. Then it comes to selling your home. Yeah. Can, we, can we press pause Sorry. one second before we get into that? Because I'm curious on, and I meant to ask it earlier when I was chatting, was on all these offers when you're one of 10, one of two, one of whatever offers, would you have rather, because there's always this, this debate about open bid processes. Yeah. And you talk about the one listing where you were 60,000 below the first place finisher. Yeah. And and how how the process would change if there's eight offers and everybody knows what each other's offering. Mm -hmm. um, would you rather have seen that way more? Yeah, because like, here's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, it's also it, it's controlling the the overall market value. I think when you have uh, emotions, hey, I've, I've put eight offers in. I have seen crazy stuff happen. I saw three Teslas leave the house before I, I yeah. saw my showing. And you in in the other thing too is the amount of time, this is the thing that frustrated me the most, the amount of times realtors weren't communicating how many offers were coming in and you have to make a, a game day decision on what right. your price is. Like my wife and I always had kind of like a range, yep. but I'd be like, uh, like the one, it was like seven offers. Cool, all right, get, get your offer in. End up being 12 offers. Yeah. So in, in the time, the cutoff time mm -hmm. to an hour later, Mm -hmm. five additional offers and came that's what in. happens yeah and it's like it's just rude and mm -hmm. so for us like that that was ugh. yeah anyway yep. I, I hate I hate that but yep. can so if you did have this you could be like hey here's eight people they all want it for the list price okay who's gonna come up you know 50,000 above okay three are dropping off mm -hmm. sweet and now you can have something where the buyers feel the buyers feel like hey I want something without having to you know you know I like the site that you, I love anyway. the fact that you're talking about the psychology, like yeah. the psychology, be trying, yeah. trying to figure it out because you know what, there, there, as this first started, I this multiple offers back in 2017, it used to be like you had $5,000 mm -hmm. per offer. And yeah. Remember you, that? You, it'd be like $5,000 per offer. Yeah. You kind of get it. Yeah. Or there was other ones where I'm like, okay, I'm on two or three offers. I know if we just go 25 over, we're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. And I was pretty good at winning, yeah. but then all of a sudden we got into last year and yeah. I wasn't a winner Forget anymore. It. I yeah. was, it was, and, and I, I'm always very cautious during the January and February. I always encourage my people just to stay the heck out yeah. because we know inventory is going to come did in that spring. This year. And, yeah. and you know, honestly, I've shown yeah. very few houses because I just, I'm like, guys, the times will change. Yeah. It happened in 2020. It mm -hmm. happened in 2021. And here you are a winner mm -hmm. and you got a great house and 
in you, February. In February, <laughs> yeah. the t- the tail end, but yeah, yeah. and then and then you so you listed your house, mm-hmm. and we all know the kind of strategies everyone's been having this list it low or hold offer strategy to get big numbers, and uh, which works really well when there's no houses for sale, mm-hmm. but you can notice you only had to compete against one other offer. So that kind of says something's happening. Yep. So you as a seller, did you want to put yourself at the mercy of the market and the other buyers? Or did you want to be a seller in control of your own destiny and put it at a price where you were comfortable that, you know, something right around here, I'm happy. So there was a lot of big, conversations around yeah, that um just because uh for us there's a, cu- a couple things like we i i also like to be transparent with yep. a lot of things yeah so for me i didn't want to be like hey well this is the price we want let's go six figures under and and hope and there was a lot of strategies like that a lot of realtors were like well i think it's going to sell for nine so we listed 750 and you're like why yeah. and, and and the reality is is we're not getting nine because it's valued at nine we're getting nine because we yes. are causing um psychological warfare to the buyers mm-hmm. and that is honestly what it is yeah. it, it's like yeah. let's 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 cause a stir we had it's fear had, of loss in, yeah. in its like and purest it's, most it's psychological sort of warfare in, on intense. agents as well yeah. like I, we hate it yeah. it's it, we hate this too like i am the least favorite fan of this it's made I love real estate. I love helping people. Mm-hmm. But this whole process, this whole always January, yeah. February, and March, I want to retire. Yeah. But <laughs> also, you have to look at it. Whenever we've lost on, I, I would say, all of our offers but two, I was like, oh, this sucks. But um, we were we lost and we're like, I wouldn't want it for more than that. No. You're protecting right. your buyers, Let which, them have which it. is a long-term yeah. thing. You're, I feel for like we were always grateful that we had a home. So we're always working with the same margin, whether or not our yeah. home sold for yeah. a, $2 million and we had to, we're, we're still working to move for the same budget, right? Sure. Um, but like for the first time home buyers, like, oh my gosh, if you don't, yeah. like, if you buy a house that you don't even like, who cares? It goes up 200,000 in a year. Um, and, and that, that's where it's hard because eventually you need, you know, 20% more down, you are going to get into a, like a bigger mortgage, all this stuff. So uh, for, uh, I feel for like where, where it may be hard to buy and sell, mm-hmm. not, not having a mortgage and then seeing the market climb and climb. And now your budget stays relatively the same, but the quality of home yeah. drops, the market. that's, that's so demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking about your house price. So you, yeah, you yeah, chose yeah. to yeah. list it a little higher to the mark or not a higher, but at market value, I would say rather than below market value Yeah, with the anticipation of getting very close to your asking price or with the opportunity that maybe, Hey, I might get a little extra gravy, but you weren't looking for the lottery win. Yes, we, we didn't, I didn't want to, first of all, I didn't want to gamble. Yep. Um, so I didn't want to be like, Hey, I want to list like seven ninety nine and hope for six figures above also. And this, this was a really hard process. Cause you're like, Oh, we've been kind of like, um, brutalized through the whole buying process. <laughs> brutalized. Brutalized. Uh, yeah. it, you know, like I, it was disappointing. It's, it's, you see that's your why life. That's and why you're stuff. sitting in this chair. Yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have that. And then all of a sudden it's like, now you have a responsibility. Um, at least I felt. So when we listed, I, I, I knew, I, first of all, it's hard to even know what your home's worth. What's market value. Yeah. yeah. Um, Welcome to our dilemma. Yeah. But I knew what I would feel good with. 
And so we had like about a $50,000 range that I'm like, if it's in there, we feel good. And, um, and so we, we priced our home right in the square middle of that so mm -hmm. that we could, we can go up or we can go down. We even had that conversation. What if we don't, we've never been in an offer situation where there was like one offer, but you know, and that, that's what ended up happening on our home. The crazy thing is, is so with our home, we didn't have as many showings and that was kind of the thing I wasn't mentally prepared for. Mm -hmm. The craziest thing though, is the majority of people who are looking at our home, we're all considering putting in offers. Cause, and, and, and what you did was, was you crazy. attracted the people mm -hmm. who can afford your home yeah. and didn't suck in all the people who can't afford your home to bolster the offers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now the question is this though, you went 799, you might've yielded 850 cause yeah. we're touching on that there is this balancing and you know, the, the and you, then you, you got to come back to the market with your hat in your hand and say, Hey guys, remember earlier? Sorry, that was a mistake. This is mm -hmm. actually what we want. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you've lost your sort of credibility. credibility and a buyer now, now, now the buyer's sort of squaring off with you and yeah. saying, all right, let's go. Well, in, in, on the flip side. So like, yeah, you could go lower, but there was like one on, I think it was yeah, Joanna. It, the shift, a, the it, shift, it was, man, it, you're it putting listed, yourself at mercy. It was listed at 749 and sold 935. Mm -hmm. So there is also another thing where we could have got more. The reality is I feel what we got was fair. Yep. Um, and I'm happy with it. And I hope that our, our buyers are happy with it too. And, and we were able to go through a process. I, we even got to negotiate, which was like emotional, but it was kind of fun. I was looking at negotiating as you take one step forward. I take one step forward. We're respecting each other. Mm -hmm. In the end, I want to meet at a price that you feel good. I feel good. And I know that's how it, when I sold real estate, I'm like, we don't need to, to make Crush. sure these people bleed out. Yeah, yeah. We, you, these people like your home. You love your home. You know, like you want them to be happy, right? And and that's not saying give it away, but that's and that's not saying take, be taken advantage of. It's it's finding a there, there's a lack of humanity yeah. in this market. Like, yeah, people people are and so we love our neighbors. So we have a, a nice young couple who's moving into our home who I know is going to get like it feel it feels like they're going to get along. And well. the, and then that and that's good old school yeah. real estate though a, a yeah. transaction where you're happy, the buyer's happy. Yeah. The agents are happy. Yeah. It's just good old fashioned, love old school real estate, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like sellers are happy when they get these crazy numbers Yeah, and the buyers appear happy because they got the house, mm -hmm. but then they maybe find out what the other offer is and then they're not happy yeah. or anything mm -hmm. like that. Right. So I love the, uh, I love that <laughs> sentence that there's a lack of humanity in the process. And, and Sean, you've probably had it. I have is where a seller gets so much money. They're not even happy. They're sort of confused. They don't know what to feel because in the back lingering there is like, it's not real. Ooh, oh that, yeah. That, it's always Sean. I'll believe this when, when I get the money in my account. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. I'll believe this when I get to closing because that's the other thing we never experienced down here until the past couple years deals, not closing. Yeah. I never worried about deposits going back five years ago. It was no. just like, you know, but yeah. now it's like, get that deposit in, get that yeah. deposit yeah. in, you know? Yeah. So, well, I would like to congratulate you, Nick. It was a yeah. long process. <laughs> you got a great family home. You're happy. Yeah. You got, you sold your family home to a lovely couple who's going to be help the neighbors and mm -hmm. everyone be great. So yep. through this process though, would you have done anything differently? 
Ooh, I don't, what a I, good I, yeah, question. If you could rewind you know the what? tape. If I could rewind. So so the, the thing that I kind of felt hijacked with the past couple of years while we were doing the buying process is we we're like, what do we do to our home? What don't we do to our home? Like it was all getting like getting stuff ready for sale. And like there's a couple of things that we may have done um, renovation wise, just even prep the home, uh, make our home even more valuable if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so th- there there's that element. Uh, honestly, it was fine. Like we we really were happy where we were and yep. we got to have uh, so like, you didn't have pressure no we it didn't. was it's we didn't a and, and that's the nice thing when you're throwing in offers mm-hmm. and i always encourage my clients guys you got to remind yourself what's meant to be is meant to be if you don't get this house guess what it's not the last house on earth more houses will come up mm-hmm. you know i remember a scenario where i literally had this woman in tears like this is years ago just yelling just, at her no 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 she was in tears <laughs> she was in tears crying that she lost this house and yep. she thought her life was over and you know she was never ever going to find a house again yeah yeah and then sure enough we went dark we didn't talk for a week and a half and then all of a sudden a house came up i saw it at 10 o'clock i called her i said you're coming with me at lunch i'm not even telling you here's the address just meet me here it's your new home Sure Amazing. enough, we went and saw it, and that that day it was boom. We had an offer in, deal done by seven. That's awesome. And she, you know, so so the the key thing is people beat themselves up, but you know, but the key thing is you own a home. Yeah. So so you were comfortable and yeah. happy with yeah. where you're at. It's a different thing if you're a buyer out there, a first time home buyer oh. who's beating themselves up, and just yeah. you know what I mean, Buy just losing and losing just and stuff yeah. like that. So. But, you know, I, 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 from what we've talked about, I, I don't really know if there's anything you could have done really different. You go see the houses, you throw in your yeah. bid that you want and that. But you what, stayed, they stayed on track, though. Eh? Like that's sometimes it. where you'll see people, they get to that out oh, of hell with it. Just give them this. And you guys didn't do that. You no. didn't compromise on, on, on your, I'll your tell overall you, plan. Because Nick is a local. And right. Locals. True. No. And, and, and that's... That's myself as an agent. I cannot let my clients do the $250,000 over the yeah. asking price. I just can't. We did a, a couple. We did one over two hundred, but the it list. It was grossly underpriced. So underpriced. Like, oh, yeah. 12 off. That one went 380000 yeah, over. And you're so, like, okay, so even that, like that's a, we went 200 over. Someone yeah. went you still 180 got over still. us. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, that's, it's just, the, in, in those spans, it's demoralizing. But then my wife and I would look back, we're like, that wasn't a that's, eight, nine. It wasn't even real. Home. Yeah. That was, that wasn't, yeah. 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 But that, and then that's a real, I don't know. It, in real estate, it would be so tricky because you have, you have your duty to your seller. I need to get you the best, best bang for your buck. Uh, but also like local realtors are carrying all uh, some local realtors some some aren't um are caring about the health of the overall market and that's so yeah. important i think that the, they feel a that, duty to the big picture totally yeah. you, you hit the nail right in the head i feel as ourselves as realtors like sure this craziness is going on now and 699 is the north end price and yes people were getting 8 to 900 that is shifting i feel it's our duty we have people who are looking at selling in April, May, June. We got to protect their values. If we keep p- compressing the market down, it's just going to suck it down. Yeah. And it, it, anyways, that's my frustration. It It, it is what it is kind of yeah. with the market. I think the tides are turning. But, you know, um, one other quick thing I got for you, because cool. this is very important for, for everyone. And I think we can kind of wrap it up on yeah. this note yeah. is for everyone listening, you went through this crazy process. Uh, you know, someone who's about to start their home search, 
what advice would you give them? Lessons learned from you, Nick use, use That's a it. local realtor. No, I saw that. I, I deal with marketing all the time. So I'm like, oh, here's a swing of the fence. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, if you're going to start, uh, first of all, I think I, th- I still think housing pricing is going to increase and increase and increase. So if you are a first time home buyer, I, I hate to say this, but don't be too choosy. It's like get, get, get in. in the market. More compromise. Yeah. More compromise. Be a little bit more flexible. Yep. Um, yep. That's for sure. Um, the other thing too, like for us, like we lost out on, we put offers in on 14 homes. So, and we could have saw ourselves like living and loving in probably all of them. Um, even the ones that we were iffy on, we, we put in offers like, Hey, it's competition. If we get for this, price, if we get it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We did, we did a couple of those, but uh, it, it really the home is where you like, <laughs> figure out what you need and outside of that you're, you're taking your family you're taking you know whatever you're making it your own so there's not really the one that got away because another one will come up um so so there is that that the so, meant to be is meant to be yeah. people got to really realize that i find that's the one thing so many people get caught up in it yeah and, and like i said you owned a home it's a little easier yeah um you know buyers they, they get that i just need it now then I'm, I'm done with this and stuff like that but again like you yeah. said and it's just not even the local realtor, just lean on a realtor. I agree a, a, a person should use a local, a, a person in the market they're looking, but mm-hmm. lean on a realtor. They're watching the market. They're watching the ebbs and flows. They're, th- through the past three years of your journey, there has been ebbs and flows, obviously really heightened Massive spikes, ebbs and flows. but then all of a sudden little points of balancing. Yep. And, and again, I encourage, so for first time home buyers like June, July, and August of this year, I think might offer you some, might have some opportunities. opportunities. Yeah. You might be able to get conditions in or you won't be fighting against as many offers. So the key thing is patience. And right now, unfortunately, there is no dream house. I'm sure you oh. made some comp- compromises on the house you purchased oh, as well. You we... told me you're removing wallpaper and stuff like that. So it obviously needs some updating take, and work. Take, take a look at I'll it. I'll check it out. You got to check it out. She's, She's a jammer. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll we look got... forward to the beef. I'll look forward to yeah, the yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got the carpet in the bathroom. So that's, uh, that's always, uh, oh, yeah. Hey, if you can't have heated tile, at least you have, you got to make sure I the know. wife peels that out oh, then rip that out, honey. Get right by the toilet. Get right by the toilet. Make sure it's all gone. Yeah. 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 There's something about uh carpet by the toilet you're like you're sitting you, you hope that everyone's sat unless you're thing. in england and then it's charming and it's awesome <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah 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 so mm-hmm. well you know what i think uh we appreciate your time today yeah hey thank you i think what i've seen the biggest takeaway that i've seen from what you said is is having uh, a clear plan good representation yeah. having consensus yeah like between you and your family Yes. Um, right. A lot of conversations. Being on the same page. What and are then, your values? And then as long as you stay within that consensus, within that clear plan, yeah. have somebody giving you sound advice yeah. on a daily basis. Because yep. we mentioned it on the IG Live this morning. January was the worst January everywhere, ever for a lot of market activity. And February was one of the best Februarys ever. Yeah. So you talk about if somebody's actively representing you, they have to be aware that that how quickly things went from the worst to the best, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, yeah, so clear, clear plan, consensus, and then really strong advice. Totally. That, that's to me what I take away from what you've what you said. Yeah, and the communication is huge, like across yep. the board for everything. With that, um, in in uh, for for me, what I think always made me feel good about winning or uh, w- like getting our home, but also even losing these ones is 
we kind of, we we had knew what we didn't want to compromise on and we we stuck true with that and then just understand that like you're working with margins at least when you're buying and selling so we always felt okay so if we bought it for this and we could sell in and around this like what where's yeah. our flex and that gave us at least power within our our own decisions even if we don't get the offer like we felt good yeah you know yeah. if you lose you didn't really want to win anyway right so, yeah let them have it kind of a mm -hmm. yeah yeah perfect this was Whoa, I just cut up there. That, this is great. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank you to guys. the entire. Yeah, we appreciate uh, it, man. That was, that was awesome. I think yeah. that's very uh, intriguing for people to look at the journey. Like it's, it's wild, man. It is a and journey. You did it, buddy. You did it. It so is a journey. It. Congratulations. And we good in the end too. Yeah. Yeah. That's and you, it. And you can look forward to the next phase, right? Yeah. yeah. Renovations. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you to our, our guest, our first guest, Nick Merka. And uh, on behalf of myself and Sean, Sean, anything you want to say? Good times as usual, Pat. Good times yeah. as usual. Stay tuned. This is going to be an interesting spring market, and uh, we'll be back with you ASAP with our next episode. Otherwise, uh, stay tuned. See you guys. All right. Thank you. This has been your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you found us on. Have a friend looking for help? Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.